my hat is like a shark's fin. Deepest, bluest. My hat is like a shark's fin. Man-made terror, hungry jaws of death. Y'all don't cross my depths. I will pause your breaths. I cause you to sink down 40,000 leagues, bleeding to death with no arms and short sleeves. My world's deep blue, deepest, bluest. My hat is like a shark's face. <laughs> Continue podcast! <laughs> Continue podcast episode 147! Son, the, the lyrical stylings of ladies love cool James. Cool James, uh, he sang that he like that literally, like he sat outside of Thomas Jane's house just screaming those lyrics for days as he wrote them. That's how it happened. Allegedly, uh, my, <laughs> we can prove it. My name is Anthony John Agnello, and if you can't hear it, everybody, uh, little punchy with me are the people. <laughs> who have to endure it. We have Susan Art. Hi. <laughs> yeah. How you doing, Susan? I'm good. I'm, 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 you feeling good? I'm You know? You don't... You don't we're going to talk about your feelings about watches, though. I want to yes. know how you feel yes. about wristwear. Yes. And where <laughs> Specifically, wristwear-related game crimes. Yes. <laughs> risk, risk, game, game crime. Game crime. That's, that's our new show. Finally, the continued spin off yes. everybody's been waiting for. Game crime. It's like Cinema Sins, but way worse. Dude, that would work. That would work. <laughs> game crimes. But, but what, if, what if it sucks? What if, like, all the game crimes. What if it sucks? Are, like, be like, yo, Dateline 2006. Sony says Killzone 2 is gonna look like this on the PlayStation 3, and it doesn't. Game crimes. Um, <laughs> Dude, that would. No, go, it, oh, it would <laughs> pull so much. It would actually now. Oh, shit. That would yeah. kill. It would. Yeah, add, it would. It would. Dateline 2018. Insomniac shows off dope puddles in Spider Man for PS4, and then it shifts, and the puddles don't look like that. Game crimes. Game crimes. Um, <laughs> And it's just like the flashes <laughs> on the screen. Game crimes. No, I'm I'm also imagining it like in like a rescue nine one one type show where you get like a, <laughs> yeah, 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 a super yeah, yeah. serious guy mm -hmm. like like yeah. talking about game crimes and then it like cuts to live reenactments of the game yes. crime. Mm -hmm. Oh it's my like, god! Uh, like some you get some guy with like a blazer mm -hmm. and shirt and jeans combo to stand up on on a fake stage to talk about Killzone two and then they show you know like reenacted game footage 1000 yep. percent. yes yeah oh my god like there's there's like, <laughs> you have some guy he's like really scrawny and he's wearing too big a suit and he's reggie fiume announcing project hammer but then project <laughs> hammer never comes out for the nintendo week game cross game cross <laughs> <laughs> Well, Starcraft Ghost! Starcraft Ghost announced for the Nintendo GameCube and given three release dates, then cancelled. Game Crimes. Game Crimes. 
This is the greatest idea we've ever had, by the way. I hate I hate how good it is. It's so I hate, good. Like, it's so we good. can kickstart this tomorrow. We actually could. Uh, oh my god. Uh, that person who is a smooth game criminal is Dave Roberts, our staff uh, Roberts. Going going back to the hat like a shark's fin, I do miss the era of movies when you would get a rap song that like wrapped up yes everything that happened in the movie yeah just in case like you forgot like oh i wasn't really like i had to go pee during the second act and then like and then oh 9.95 on the ninja turtles soundtrack is like telling me what i missed and you're like oh that's great turtles you get two you get 9.95 but you also get t-u-r-t-l-e power yes you do yeah that's like multiple i'm pretty sure there's one in the mario movie too uh, oh, absolutely! Yeah, absolutely, like there is. Yeah, it's well. Can I tell you guys I good. watched that recently. Yeah, like the the new. I, fi- I finally watched, we watched it. the, the one. old one together, and it was. Yeah, 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 awful, yeah. No, but... no, no. I mean, the, I mean the new one with Jack Black at yeah, all. What did, what did you think? It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I, it, it is. Uh, the like, most, I see it, why it kids most... would enjoy it. Yeah, it's it's a commercial. Yeah. Like it is more more so than like to say it's a commercial. Like people are like, well, the original Mario movie was a commercial. Be like, no, that was a coke fueled no. fantasy. Yeah, uh, where like, everyone involved was embarrassed to be making a movie about yeah. a video game. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. This this is like, I mean, I, I don't want to like be that guy who's like, welcome to another Illumination rant. But like that's what Illumination does. Like Illumination, they got a formula. You, yeah, it's like they're old navy for kids cartoons. <laughs> wow. Here, yeah. Here are your jink. Here's your you're, jeans. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna get a bunch chinos. of you're gonna get a bunch of the like Hollywood's whatever the top five celebrities are at a given year. They're yeah. gonna show up in in their Hawaiian t-shirts and and the jeans, and they'll do their voices. My biggest problem with that, I hated the needle drops. I think that they serve nothing yeah. and are act- like just they they are so noticeable to be like this feels like this was an executive decision to take out whatever like, music like, was like, here. What, like what are you talking? Like no sleep. Like Mario and Luigi w- running down the block to get to their first job, and no sleep till Brooklyn just kicks in be- oh. for reasons. Right, yeah. like yeah. it just should like it's like you, come on, and like Seth Rogen saying it's on like as Donkey Kong saying it's on like Donkey Kong, like yeah, come on, like it just <laughs> t- to me that stuff just smacks of like they like like they weren't confident in the source material, which is Mario Brothers to like carry it, so they had to go. Well, we gotta we gotta put in the hall the, the illumination isms to like yeah. appeal yeah. to the normals, yeah. yeah. But like, there isn't also like the joke. My my joke about Illumination movies is always when I went to go see uh, Sonic Two, the Sonic mm. movie with with my daughter. Uh, you know, they it, there was a trailer for like a DC superhero pets movie. Mm-hmm. And it was like Illumination, right. and I like leaned over to Kate and I'm like, I I fucking hate these guys, and she's like, Why? I was like, Because it's just garbage. Like. Every single movie is like, do we need to see Kevin Hart farting on something else as a cartoon animal? Yeah. And then tw- 20 seconds later, 
Kevin Hart appeared as a small dog pissing on something, and I, yeah. she was like, "How did you do that?" I was like, "It's that's what they do. That's that's what they <laughs> yeah. do." Yeah. But and like the Mario movie, like you can tell Nintendo was involved, right? Because all that shit had been shaved off. Yeah. Like. There was none of the, like, minions picking their own boogers and eating them, like, nonsense. It, it, but it's fine. It's like, yeah. it's fine. It looks great. Yeah. All, the animation yeah. is fabulous. Oh, yeah. Of course, all they're doing is just copying things that already exist and making mm-hmm. them move. So, can't really give them a whole lot of credit there. It, yeah, it's, it's fine. I don't understand why our former peers... In game journalism, we're losing their minds over it. Yeah, I don't get uh, like it. I don't get it. <laughs> they like so, they don't get out much. Some, Susan. some people. Neither do I. Some people <laughs> in this. Yeah, but you have other interests. Both in and you out have of a rich the full life. Some people in and out of this industry just like to watch jingling keys. Yeah, and that's there you fine. Go. Yeah, so, yeah. But it's not. It's not edifying. <laughs> like you're. Yeah. It's it's a movie for children. Yeah, uh, and that's and, yeah, that's fine. it's under ninety minutes. I'm not mad at it. They cast Chris Pratt instead of Charles Martin, that the real voice Honestly, of Mario Game Crimes. I thought he did a good job, actually. He's fine. I thought he was fine. Yeah, he's, he's, very, fine. he's not fine. enough Luigi. He's fine. Not enough. Not like enough Luigi. Luigi. The fact Agreed, that they like not enough send Luigi. Luigi off to die for like sixty minutes. That yeah. movie. It's fucked yeah. up. It's the Mario Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but. Lu- Luigi's Peril does give us Nihilist Luma, oh my which is amazing. Fi- oh. Fine with Nihilist which I Luma. love. Yeah, no. totally I'm, okay with that. Anya Taylor Joy kind of sucked, honestly. Yeah, here is my favorite vocal performance in that entire movie, which is uh, Fred Armisen playing Cranky Kong oh, yeah. because it's somebody clearly not giving a shit yeah. about anything. He's like, I'm going to entertain myself if yeah. you guys like it. Bye. Great. Well, he also he yeah. did a voice, which was he nice. Did a voice. <laughs> he yeah. actually did a voice. Like yeah. it wasn't just him. Yeah. 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 Um. All right. Let's talk about real game crimes. Let's game talk crime. about. Let's talk about deep rooted, unforgivable. We're going to be talking about it well into our seventies. Game crimes. Game crime. Like putting a watch in a special edition and then that watch isn't even in the game okay to be fair it is technically in the game a character gives it to you and then it's never seen again so it's not like it's not the pip <laughs> no, boy no it's, it's not, not like, the pip boy that's all right so this we're, we're talking about Dem- how much fields. money did it take to develop that handoff mm-hmm. you ever think about that just like mm-hmm. someone had to model that, that watch moment. someone mm-hmm. had to mocap rig it in animation they had to mm-hmm. do the scripting they had to hand you the watch you had to put it on <laughs> never see it again here's the thing though i do i do wonder if the original intent was for like just like in Fallout, you know, you do the animation of, of lifting up your hand because I feel like there were a few other things that you can kind of guess were cut from the game. We're talking about Starfield, by the way. Starfield. We're talking about Starfield. 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 Yeah, Starfield. Starfield. 
Starfield. That's what the name of the Bethesda RPG documentary will be one day. I felt like there were some things that you could tell were cut from the game. The Bethesda story. The Bethesda story, yeah. Like, for example, so they a lot is made about uh the fuel tanks in 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 your uh your starship right your spaceship and the thing is you never actually have to fill the fuel tanks you can't run out of gas Mm. it will limit how far you can jump from planet to planet like maybe you could you know, if you're if you got a little bitty ship, you can go this far. But if you've got a bigger ship, you can go that far, right? I have the feeling at one point, and and when you pirate, if you want to pirate, if you want to attack a ship, you can. I have the feeling that at one point, fuel as a resource existed in the game until they figured out that's not fun. Nobody <laughs> nobody wants to go to the interstellar gas station. And so, like, that's one of the things I had the feeling. <laughs> the AMPM on the moon. <laughs> yeah. we, Get some taquitos and the circle K gasoline. on Jupiter. Yes. Yeah, I, I just realized: is there any game that literally makes you fill up the gas tank besides that old Ghostbusters PC and Nintendo game from like Final Fantasy fifteen? Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> Yep. They they make you go get gas. They make you get gas. Yeah, but they, they show you beautiful boys. That's that's kinda of fun. That's that's the appeal. <laughs> I just I love that like it costs nothing and it's like yeah, so it's like so there's so many places where you can get gas and gas drains so slowly that there's it's just busy work at that point. Like, oh I gotta do it. That oh, well that's the Final Fantasy story. But yeah, Susan, all right, yeah. like <laughs> Like the game, that, that's, that's the, the name that's of the that documentary. documentary. <laughs> it was just kind of busy work. The Final Fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Game crimes. Uh, <laughs> Susan. <laughs> game crimes. Game crimes. <laughs> it's, it's the video version of Continue Podcast, and it's like how they did television for a while. Where it's like coming up next. You see, like the Chiron at the bottom. Oh <laughs> yeah. Game crimes. Game crimes. Um, all right, so Starfield. Yes. Bethesda is your your. This is your fave. Yes. Bethesda's the place to yes. be. Uh, yes. You have been very excited about this game. It has yes. been a very long time since they have made a role playing game that you actually really responded to because yes. Fallout Four was kind yep. of a beef. Yep. Uh, so, <laughs> kind of a beef. Kind of uh, a beef. Kind of a beef. The Fallout Four what, story. The Fallout Four story. <laughs> A little bit more of a beef, the Fallout 76 story. Uh, so how how do you feel about it? Like I was I was expecting to get on this call after like you playing this for a week mm-hmm. at your leisure, mm-hmm. being like, I fucking love it. I'm back. It's all great. Everybody's faces looks whack, but I I don't care. It's it's delicious. And I don't know, it sounds like it sounds like you're like, it's a good game. No, no, okay, look, here's, I feel like because Skyrim was this ridiculous phenomenon, right? It was so popular that they've ported it to your toaster, and it just keeps selling. 
I feel like people kind of expected this game to be like a religious experience. Oh, technically it is a religious experience because of the plot. But I mean, like they expected it to be, you know, and and it's just a really good Bethesda game, man. Like, and that's, I mean, okay, like I'm not like, oh my God, it's the most amazing thing. But I have, since Friday last to this point, I have done nothing but play Starfield. If I'm awake... I'm playing Starfield. That's it. That's all I have done for a week. And I just sit there and I'm like, yes. Yes, now I must go to here and deal with the pirates. Yes. Now I must go to Neon and who I have to take out the corporate mayor, the corrupt mayor. He's terrible. Why is he raising all the prices on the fishmongers? Yes, I must deal with him. Please tell me that this is actually how your astronaut sounds. In your head. <laughs> like that is that is legitimately their voice. <laughs> That'll be my next playthrough. That'll be my yeah. Um, no, it's just like if you do not like Bethesda games, this will not change your mind. This is not yeah. this kind of. Ab- ab- no, but if you do enjoy Bethesda games, it is great. It is great mm. at what it is trying to do. Some folks, and I understand why, they wanted it to, it to be the next version of Bethesda games, and it's not because it's been in development for too long. Right? Yeah. It's it is not the next thing. It, it will fund the next thing. Elder Scrolls it, 6 coming out yeah. eight years from now. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it just, it takes the things that Bethesda does very well and does them extremely well. It still has a lot of the same pain points that Bethesda games have. Because guess what? It's it's a Bethesda game. Um, but yeah, no. Um, so uh, my my uh, space cowboy husband is perfect, and I love him very much. <laughs> and I will, oh Alexis Alexis two flexes oh, Alexis two flexes holy shit bro okay look I don't know if brother has just gotten significantly better better at the voice acting thing or the writing just jived with him or the character I don't know what it is he's never been this good. Mm, awesome. he's, he's he's always been good. He's never been this good. I I I will die to protect my so space is cowboy it, is husband. He like, he's, oh my god! Like, what was it like? Skyrim was like you would find these partners, and you would only usually yeah. have one person follow you around, right? And Dude, there would be a couple pe- true. people that you could find throughout the game, but it's not like you're building a party of people, right? Correct. You are. And that's you can, the same here, right? Correct. You okay. can only have one person with you at a time. Um, they are so the plot of the game. In case you're you're unaware, there is a group called Constellation, and they explore. And we're all out in space. We're all living out in space. Earth is toast. Mm-hmm. Earth is literally a dust ball in space. So humanity is out amongst the stars. And Constellation is a privately funded group operating out of New Atlantis uh, that goes and explores and is like there's strange stuff out there, and we want to know about it we want to know about the plants and the animals and the planets and the whatevers right and the game starts you are a a miner and your boss says hey we got a client uh there's a weird piece of metal sticking out of the rock in the cave so what i need you to do go in laser off the rock pull out the metal and pull it out here so we can give it to our client fine you go in there rock great you pick up the thing as soon as you pick up the piece of metal 
you have like an out of body experience. There's there's lights. You're at Burning Man suddenly. There's yeah. lights. There's sounds. <laughs> right. Oh no! I heard there was Ebola there. Right? <laughs> you, you get Arthur C. Clarke real. You hard, get real Arthur fast. C. Clarke right. And uh, turns out the client in question was named Barrett, and he's like, "I belong to Constellation." You're talking to him about it. Pirates attack because they want whatever it is you have. Oh. He's like, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna hold off the pirates. Take my ship. Go to New Atlantis. Bring that to the folks at Constellation." And once you do, they're like, "Hey, you should join. You should help us find." There are others of these out there. You should help us find them. And now you're off and running on, in the main story. The main story is actually really good. That's There's your evolution of the Bethesda game. The main story is <laughs> really good. Say, that's, a, that's a dramatic change, yeah. even from Skyrim. Like, Skyrim starts and it's just like, yo, there's a fucking dragon in the sky. And you're on an execution block and then nothing ever happens ever again. Well, yeah. And the other thing that I've heard too is like the main story actually gives you stuff that makes like exploring and like easier or more efficient. Like you get I've heard like people go like you shouldn't put off the main story like you would in a Skyrim game or whatever because it's like there's stuff that's like kind of important that makes things better like easier to explore or whatever further down the line. What? I, well, yes, yes, yes. Okay. On two fronts. Once you, for one thing, uh, this money, this this game is giving out money hand over fist, right? And the oh. main the main story um, quests give out more of it. So, like, even even an average quest that you just pick up just walking around is going to give you like two to five thousand dollars. And so uh, a main quest is going to give you like five to fifteen thousand dollars. So it's just here, cash, 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 which is great because the game wants you to play around with spaceships a lot. Either buy one outright, upgrade one you have, mix and match components that you buy, whatever. How, how do you do that? Like, okay. what is? Yeah, like I, I, part of the reason. I mean, I, I, a, I don't have anything that is going to run this yet. Uh, right. But like, I, you know, I played a lot of Skyrim because of how it just lets you dick around in interesting ways. Oh, yeah. And I'm curious about like, so the spaceship stuff, is that dominating your time? Because the fort making, I think all three of us oh, in yeah. Fallout 4, we were like, fuck this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So let me, let me break down the, the spaceship thing. So, first of all, the game flat out gives you a ship to start with. Okay. Yeah. So the the guy who's like, you, hey, take the artifact, go to Constellation, take my ship. That's your ship forever after. You keep it. It's called the Frontier. They cool. don't have, like sell you insurance like Star Citizen, so like, if you lose it, <laughs> no. it goes away forever. No, no. Okay. Okay, no. It, is, it is the Ford focus of ships. It's fine. <laughs> It'll get you where you need to go. But uh, as you... Um, go from planet to planet, you will occasionally encounter uh, pirates or bandits or people who want to do you harm. And so you're going to start getting into space fights. And after level between level 5 and 10, your little Ford Focus is not going to be up to the challenge of, of mm. taking on these fights. It just doesn't have it. Okay. Do you die? So, do you, like, have you died a lot? Oh, like, yes! Oh, see, that's that's different than... Skyrim, like I always felt like I could run away from shit rather you than can. beef it. 
You you absolutely can run away, but yeah, you're gonna you're gonna yes, I've died <laughs> many 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 times. I have died. Yes. Um. So there are three three. There are several ways to get a ship. So one different quests will just flat out give them to you. Mm. Uh, I completed a uh, a faction a series of quests. Each faction has a storyline. Uh, I completed one of them and got one of the best ships in the game because that's just your reward for finishing that particular storyline. Uh, my parents, you can you choose a background and then feats at the beginning of the game, and I chose that I have parents. My parents are still alive, and I send them money every week to take care of them. Well, my dad likes to play poker, and he won a ship at a poker game, and he gave it to me. He's like, I'm never going to pilot it. You should have it, honey. And it is a whiz-bang of a ship, let me tell you. So the game occasionally just gives you new craft. So there's that. You can flat out buy them. Uh, every major settlement has a spaceport, uh, and you can go there and say, let me let me see what you got for sale, and you can just pay, buy one outright, and it, it is what it is. Um, there's shipyards I think you can buy from, too. Lots of places to just buy a ship. You can... Take a ship that you already have and upgrade it. Same old ship, right? Like, dude, I want to upgrade it. He's like, okay, what do you want to upgrade? I'm like, I want to upgrade my engines. He's like, okay, here's what we have that fits your ship. You want this, it's this much. If you want this, it's this much. It's the easy way to do it. Or there's the route my husband takes <laughs> where you painstakingly for hours Go and you go into the shipbuilder and you take a ship. Now, the one problem with the shipbuilder is you can't start from nothing. You can't start with a clean slate and go, okay, I'll take this engine and, and these and that. You can't do that. You have to start with an existing craft and edit it. But okay. you can start with any craft at all. It doesn't matter. And you pull it apart and you buy new components and you sell components you don't want. You can rearrange them to however you want them to do. There are rules. You can only have one cockpit. You can only have one grav drive, stuff like that. There's only, there are certain components of the ship you can only have one of. And there are only uh, so many points where, where the components will connect to each other. Can you edit the shape of any of the components no. like, once you have them? All right, so they're nope. they're set. They're set resources. So like, I can't make the Winnebago from Spaceballs. <laughs> like you probably could if you found com the big enough components and just stuck them all together. Yes, you probably could. Oh. Think of it as Lego. They're right, they're yeah, very yeah. much like Lego bricks. You can't change the size of an individual Lego brick, the size or shape of it, but. If you fit enough of them together in the right way, you can get something that looks like whatever you want. Hmm. And much like Lego, they will only attach to each other at certain points in certain ways. Sure. And then, so each component you add adds a price on. It's it, Your running tally is shown up in the corner. So you're like, okay, if you want to do all of this, it will cost you this. And then it runs a check at the end to let you know whether or not your ship will work. It might be, uh, you might make it too big for the engine that you have. For example, like, oh, that, that engine will never get that thing off the ground. You need a bigger, you need, there need to get a bigger engine or reduce your mass. Stuff like that. 
um, or or uh, or you you have to be able to get from the landing bay, which is how you board your ship when you're on a planet. You have to be able to get from there to the cockpit. And if you've designed a ship that won't allow you to do that, <laughs> that's awesome. So, I, like, yeah. I'm glad. Like I like that it doesn't do that stuff for you. Like that seems like it would be fun in a like Resident Evil for like briefcase or yeah, dredge yeah, cargo yeah. hold kind of way. Like this seems like it'd be fun. Sure, for a certain personality, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. For, for one brain. For one, I look my my husband is loving it. He's gotten really really granular with it. I tried. That is not how my brain works. But that's 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 like a, a quintessential Bethesda RPG experience, mm-hmm. though. Like, I hated doing quest guild, like like guild quests yeah. in uh, Skyrim, like and Oblivion for that matter. But like, I love learning blacksmithing, like mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can, can, yeah. can, can you steal a ship? Can can you like d- d- well, take? Is there you see a ship and then you're like, that's my ship now, and then now so, it's your so, ship, and then you get to so let, fly it. Let me tell. Let me tell you a little story. Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> so I tried using the shipbuilder because I was in the frontier and I was getting my ass handed to me constantly. I was just not up to these fights with these space pirates. So I tried to get into, at first I tried to upgrade it just the easy way, which is literally just hit the upgrade button and then decide the systems you want to upgrade. Uh, and that was not, that was not giving me the result I wanted. I'm like, no, I, I still don't think I'm, I'm strong enough to take on these pirates. Let me try the shipbuilder. I got out of that real quick because <laughs> that is, that is not the way my brain works. I'm like, okay. Because that's the other thing. Going through the shipbuilder, way cheaper than just flat out buying one. Way cheaper. Like a third of, of the cost. I'm like, all right, not going to be for me, alas. I'm just going to have to shell out and just flat out buy one. So the ship I was looking at was like $120,000. I'm like, oh, that's a lot. But the, like I said, the game gives out money in large quantities. And you can go to there's mission boards. Uh, all over the place. You can take on all kinds of missions for extra cash. I mean, normal quests, every quest you do gives you money. But then in addition to that, you can go to uh, a quest board. So rather than having to like hunt a quest down in the city, it's like, oh, do you need cash? Here, go, here's your, go do one of these things. Go do all of those things, whatever. So Constellation has missions to go survey planets. They're boring. But they're easy and they're safe. You're not going to, nothing's going to attack you. I mean, maybe the wildlife if you get too close, but it's just. Yeah, you get you get down on them. You get down on the, it's like, go to this. So what you got to do is you go to a planet, you walk around with a scanner, and that's it. And you tag all of the stuff. The, the game says, okay, there's this many resources, which are your minerals. Uh, and there's this many flora and this many, many fauna. And once you have scanned all of them 100%, boom, you're done. Go in, cash your check. Like um, right. like No Man's Sky. Kinda. Exactly like okay. No Man's Sky. Yes. Uh, with the animal, like one, um, unless you upgrade your scanner, you're going to have to scan animals and, and plants 
many times to get to 100%. Uh, but for the, for the minerals, it's just, oh, I found it. Great. Cool. So all you are doing is going to a planet and walking around until you find everything. Right? Simple. Like I said, boring, but simple. And I'm like, this pays $7,500. I'm going to go do this. Sure. Fine. So I go to this planet, and I, I get all eight of the minerals right off the bat. It's simple. Dead easy. I'm like, great. But this is the other thing. Planets have biomes, right? Like maybe each of the poles is icy, and then it's hot around the middle, right? And different stuff is in different biomes. And I can see that I am missing three indigenous plants. They, they don't exist in this biome because where I am is icy. Now, here's my problem. Unlike No Man's Sky, in No Man's Sky, you go to a planet, you fly around, you go, I, I'm landing there. Mm -hmm. In this game, you when you are above a planet, you are given points of interest. And you mm. must land at those points of interest. That's it. Those are your only entry points to a planet. I can see now why people are so ornery about the not like, I don't get to fly through space myself. Game crimes. Game crimes. Yeah. So I I land at uh, at the at the point of interest on this on this planet. I'm like, well, well, shit. It's it's not the, the planets aren't here. I'm in the wrong biome. There's nowhere else for me to land on this planet. Well, guess I'm walking to the equator. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> I that's a Bethesda experience. That's too. right. That's a Bethesda experience. I'm like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just gonna have to walk. And so, so I'm like, okay. So your, your scanner, again, very similar to No Man's Sky, will, will put icons on the horizon for you, like that way. There's a building. I don't know what kind of building it is, but that's a building. That way, there's a hmm. I don't know, right? And it, and and so you can pick a destination. I'm like, all right, well, I'll just okay. There's a there's a some kind of structure that way. I guess I'll walk that direction. And it's like way the hell out there. And I'm walking. 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 I'm like, this better be a good fucking location, man. I better run into something cool. And I'm walking. Susan, I'm walking. legit, how how much time is passing? Because like, you know, there's there like Skyrim. You're yeah. like, ooh, go to this cave. Yeah. And that that can be like ten minutes, or it can be like forty. Yeah. Like, okay. No, it does. I was probably walking for four to five minutes. Oh, that's not so bad. All right. It's not All terrible. Right. So it's it's not really crazy. not. It's really not. I'm just like, except I've already been walking around and scanning, so I'm already like, right? Okay. Yeah. And I'm annoyed. And I'm annoyed because because I just am. I finally get to the structure. It is a slab of concrete in space. It is a pipe management. Uh, 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 way station for some kind of pipe. I don't know. What is it sending? I don't know. Who is it sending it to? I don't know. Nobody lives on this planet. It's just there. There's nothing. There's nothing there. There's no people. There's no loot. No, there aren't even, there aren't walls. It's just 
a slab of concrete and some stairs and then pipe and that's it and i'm now i'm just i'm like oh awesome love that thanks guess i better go pick another landmark so i fire up my my uh scanner and i go pick a different icon and i head off and i see oh that's weird there's a landing pad here now the last time i randomly found a ship on a landing pad they turned out to be smugglers and i went hi and they said oh you must be here for for the shipment and i said yes (laughs) absolutely i am thank you and they gave me stuff and then two hours later i came in out of atmo over a planet and the smuggler who it was actually for was like hey hi Oh, that was mine. Cool. <laughs> That's Thanks. cool. That's awesome. That's really yeah. cool. <laughs> uh-huh. And I tried to fight him, and he said, your ship sucks. And so I ended up having to give him $40,000. So I was like, oh, no, this is not going to go well for me. But clearly I have to go investigate it. Maybe it's the people who work at this stupid piece of concrete in <laughs> Hey, we're here with the replacement pipes. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe they're there playing poker or something. I don't know. So I go down to the ship and the hatch is locked. This has mm. never happened before. At this point, I've been playing the game for like 30 hours. This has never happened before. So I unlock that bitch. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. If, if the door was open for smugglers, who's behind this door? I'm about to die. Walk in. There's nobody there. Oh. <gasps> it's a victimless game crime. <laughs> and I walk around this ship, and this ship is beautiful, and there's nobody there. And I'm like, wait a minute. I better. I'm sure they're, they're in the crew quarters. No, they're not. No, but they're in the cockpit. No, they're not. There's nobody there. There's nobody to see me take it. <laughs> I get. I, I literally, I'm sitting on my couch and I look around like anybody's going to see me do this in real life. And I get in the pilot seat and I take off. And that was my second ship. But wow. You, like, but you killed somebody. You left somebody to their pipe doom. That's it. They're stuck down there in that's Pipe a, Town. That's a, that's a them problem. That's fucking game crimes. Oh my god. <laughs> game crimes! All you have to game. do is, uh, it, when you steal a ship, all you have to do to make it yours is register it at a spaceport. And that costs you a certain amount of money. The better the uh-huh. ship, the more money. But that's it. They so don't that, care. What happens care. to the old ship? Do you, like, is that just stuck on the planet now? Or do, no, can you get it back? No, oh. I mean, te- no. So, uh, the next time you. So. When you go to a uh, any what do they call it ship ship services I think you can browse all of the ships in your fleet I currently have eight and you can choose whichever one you want to make your air quote home ship and that's the one that will show up at ports that you will that will actively be yours all of yours are kept somewhere so hmm. leave it behind don't worry about it you won't have to go back and get it later it's fine okay so. At this point, how much of the story have you actually unfolded? A like, lot. Are you, are you near, like, do you have a sense that it's culminating? Things are definitely act? coming to a head, yeah. 
Interesting. Okay. That's, I, you know, like, I, my arc with Skyrim was, and like, this, this seems to be a thing to me with Bethesda RPGs. You were talking about like how people expected a religious experience. Yeah. Cause like Skyrim is this game that changed everything yeah. for a period of time and has never really been successfully emulated in any way. Like, mm-hmm. like, the Witcher 3 was sort of a successor to that model. And, you know, I think that now, like, you're sort of seeing Baldur's Gate 3 at least possibly sort of having that sort of same impact in terms of, like, role-playing town. Mm -hmm. But I feel like people put an undue expectation on every Bethesda RPG, mostly because it's hard to get a sense of what to expect. Everybody goes in with different expectations. Yeah. Like, I... I almost expected when I played Skyrim to do something that was almost No Man's Sky-esque in how freeform I thought it was going to be. And I, you know, as a result, played for like 50 hours and didn't progress the story past Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the the first act, really. Like, it was like, all right, well, I guess now I'm unstoppable and everything is scaled to me when I walked in here at level 20, so now I just roll over the fucking game. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it sounds like this is interesting enough in its central narrative in a way that the others aren't. Like, Yeah, yeah. And no offense to people that thought Fallout 3's story was really good. You have garbage palette. I mean, uh, no offense. Garbage but, palette. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> a the... palette as interesting as its color scheme. Ooh. I should... Oh, Ooh. my God. Oh. Hope you like brown. I mean, you're not Too wrong. Soon. Morrowind was the same way. The yeah. thing, what makes this game so special, the writing, the storylines, the characters you interact with, what they care about, the way they talk to you, what they talk about, it's you act, actively want to spend time with these people mm. because they're they're interesting or endearing or, or whatever. Nothing involved in a, a Bethesda main story has been like that. No. I think since I've been playing them, Mor- Morrowind's <laughs> main story was... See, Morrowind's main story was, like, cool, but also very distant. Yes, it was, like, it was just always implied things. Yeah. Like, it was so nebulous, you really got to feel like you were role-playing. This is... yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is uh, the, the stuff that happens. It, it feels very, very personal, and cool. yet also very, pardon the pun, universal. Mm. Um, and that is is really down to a, a a maturity. I feel like it's not. It is not the standard. Remember my problem with with Fallout Four was it felt like nobody could get anything done until you showed up. Yeah. 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 I don't feel like that here ever. Cool. Any any other member of Constellation could be doing what I'm doing, and and it's it's clear from the conversations that this is something everybody believes in, and is just sort of adding their own expertise in. Also, game already made me got me extremely emotional about some stuff that happened and I'm sitting there 
And I'm like in a state after this happens. I'm like in a genuine state. And I'm I'm reloading. I'm like, well, what if I do it this way? And mm, things still happen. And I'm like, and I just had to sit there and, and I'm, I'm like, you are reacting to this because of the quality of the characters that they have presented to you. And that really needs to be appreciated and and applauded for what it is. Like, yeah, they did this to you on purpose. And the fact that they were successful is really amazing. Yeah, that's, like they, like, that's, like they that's earned evolution. it. They yeah. totally earned it. Yeah. I, like honestly, I think that that is more important in evolution for Bethesda than yes. Being, <laughs> that's a way more important evolution than being invisible like, walls. We, game crime. Yeah, yeah. game crime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Bethesda going to the Hague of Game Crimes, which I guess is Jeff Keighley's house. Uh, Apparently, it's Jim Sterling's house. Jim, get oh. yeah, four out of ten. I don't know, man. Says <laughs> I mean, if if you like Bethesda games, you will love this game. Four out of ten. Uh, brother, fuck I, like, you. Shut the fuck up. Just <laughs> there are so many better things to be angry about. <laughs> um, and like, yeah, it, it, I mean, it's absolutely true. That I mean, if, if like if you don't like buggy. the best of games, then maybe it is a four out of ten. Sure. But like to to say oh, if sure. you like yeah, this, yeah. then you're and then also to get I don't know that's weird. Yeah, I, I would say this. It's also it is also an evolution of the Bethesda game because I, so I I wasn't like invested in following like the the demos earlier this year or mm. any of that stuff. Like when they had the like not E three demo session so i've only ever seen footage of starfield really for the first time in the past week Mm -hmm. and i was like this looks good (laughs) like (laughs) this is a cool looking game as opposed to like fallout 4 which just looks like somebody dumped a bunch of silverware on fallout 3 and like yeah that was it yeah Uh, We, we got fallout 3 running in 1080p like that's kind of the kind of the vibe i got from from four and there's a silver robot. Look how shiny. Whereas this is like very like beautiful and aesthetically it it's interesting. Yep. And I, you know, between the aesthetic improvement, what you're saying in terms of the improvement of the writing and like experiences, like finding a fucking rando spaceship after hoofing your way across an area. That's really cool. Like that sounds it's, like it, it, fun. Yeah. It, it, well, that's the thing. Okay, let me tell you. This is another random thing. Again, I'm on a planet for something. I forget if I was surveying or whatever. I come out of this planet, and the um, when you're in space, you look at a planet. The points of interest uh, will sometimes have names. Sometimes they'll just say, like, abandoned mine, whatever. And, and you know, a lot of them are just automatically generated, you know. So it's just, it's there. It's a cave. It's this, yeah. it's this game's version of a cave with bandits in it it's It's bethesda (laughs) it's bethesda right but i'm at one and uh it's called safe house gamma i'm like oh well all right so i go and there's nobody there but a family you, you find notes and things and i'm in this it's underground and you just hear this machine go regularly and it's deafening and you find the notes scattered about the place and a family was on the run from what you don't know 
this was a, this is one of their stops. They needed to hide here for a couple months, and then they're going to be off to the next place. Mom is totally losing it. She's like, I, if I, I that that sound is just driving me crazy. We need to leave, but you know her husband says we need to stay here for a little while. The husband is like, you know, the kids are scared, but we're we're together, and that's what matters. And you see, you know, there's kids' drawings and stuff like that, but they are gone. And it's basically one long corridor with various rooms on it. And as you head deeper and deeper in, you're 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 finding these notes. You're finding the the proof that these folks lived here. You know, there's a there's a stuffed animal that's left behind. There's a pair of shoes. <laughs> there's there's a note from the mom with empty liquor bottles around it about how she's just losing it, right? Nice touch, nice touch. Yeah. You finally get all the way to the back. Oh, and you find one note that says, the noise keeps them away. Oh. You make it all the way to the back, and there's the machine with a big on-off switch. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh-oh. What do you do? You, what are you gonna do? There's one, mean, one I, way. There's I one hit, way. I hit save, <laughs> and then I turn that off. Now, <laughs> just a clown appears. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so early, the one, one of the very, very, very first things that happens in the game is you find yourself on a uh, in a, a science station where they're talking about uh, xenobiological uh, research. They're ty- trying to train uh, little alien monsters to be uh, uh, mind controlled. You know, they put a they put a hat on their head and they're trying to come in a, and they're having some success. And you read all these notes and blah blah blah. And then you hear about this uh, creature called a terror morph. No, no. That is just, you know, off the charge, like, oh, it's too violent. Oh, we can't possibly control it. Oh, no, 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 no. So I flip the switch. Nothing happens. It's just quiet. Like, oh, well, okay. But it's a long walk back to the entrance. (laughs) What do I see off in the distance? Oh, let me just use my scanner. Level 30 terror morph. Nope. Nope, 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 I don't like it. And that's just a just a, a random like and that's and that's also that's a professor, random. right? Like yes, there's a lot of proc gen just like, oh yeah, we'll stick some bandits in a cave and you'll get some loot and whatever. And there's tons of that if you want that. And then there's these other little have nothing to do with nothing. It's just this really fun little tiny bit of story. And uh, to me, Yes, Starfield absolutely has some frustrations and issues, and there's some stuff that doesn't work as well as I wish it could. And golly, it does crash a whole lot, and you are going to want to be saving constantly. I mean, if you're playing a Bethesda game and you don't expect it to crash, like, what are you doing? <laughs> Come I, on. Y- yeah. 
And that and that is frustrating. That is absolutely frustrating. And I, I was hoping it would not keep doing that, right? Like, I'm not getting the, the fun bugs of, like, heads spinning around or dragons <laughs> flying backwards. It just, like, the game locks up or it just flat out crashes. Or Any, like, you. weird quests, like, oh, you can't complete this quest because this person is, like, frozen in a wall no. or, like, they're mm-hmm. not, like, no. No, that's, that's good. Nope. That's, that's good. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a game crime. Like, that's know, not a game crime. It's that's not a game crime. I, so yes, those frustrations exist and I'm not going to pretend they don't. For me, everything you get in exchange, there's so much, there's so much stuff to do. It's so worth it. Like I've been playing, I've played 56 hours or something so far. That's less than I would have expected. Like I, even like I, I thought there was gonna be like some like real all nighters. No, <laughs> no, some no. old schools. No, old school. I'm, I'm I'm a lady of years at this point. I can't. I can only no. Um, yeah. So uh, well, actually, the the big problem is I I'm playing with my headphones on because I don't want to spoil anything sure. for my husband and uh, my ears hurt after a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's. A really wonderful experience that you know I'm probably going to get 300 hours out of. So I I think I'll play it eventually. Like one day when I get an Xbox, because I like between Starfield and Hi-Fi Rush, there's enough that I think I'm going to eventually want to play. Um, I like I don't know. Like 50 hours is how long I played Skyrim, and that's like all right. Well, I maxed out my stealth by doing the thing where I snuck fish in people's pockets. Yeah, and I mastered being a blacksmith. Old fish pockets, and it sounds like there's some real fish pocket tomfoolery to be had. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. You can go be a pirate. You can go yeah. join the Crimson Fleet. Go be a pirate. Steal stuff. Stick That's, it all in your hold. Yeah. <laughs> then again, I don't know. Like the the fish, the fish pocket thing. Like I didn't even have an audience for that, guys. It was not like I was streaming. That didn't exist no, yet in you. 2011. I was just that's... doing this in my own home. Yeah. And I don't know if I. I don't know if I have 25 hours for that anymore. I'm, I'm glad it's good. Like, I really, I'm really, really glad it's good because. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I Microsoft needed a win. <laughs> Boy, howdy. <laughs> Boy, fucking howdy. And it sounds like they, they got it. I don't know. Like, yeah. it sounds like it's like they had 6 million concurrent players, like a bunch no, of people it, it's, paid it's like the hundred dollars for the like early yeah. access like it sounds like this is hitting in a way that like nothing that they've done like not yeah. halo not yeah not on the gears of, i don't long time long time long 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 time long time <laughs> long long time uh i'm trying I, like I actually like legit there wasn't an xbox one game that connected at all Mm-mm. not like this um i mean like, so good the, for like they, they all had their audit like every like people are gonna show up to forza like forza is gonna do well, sure, yeah. That's, but that's yeah different. that's but yeah that's like not not like <laughs> just waving and fruit God, flies they're, so sorry. <laughs> they're fucking everywhere there's an audio medium so everybody listening can't see me trying to get fruit flies out of my fucking I apologize. Um, Starfield, not a game crime. No. Uh, so 
Dave and I have, uh, while Susan has been stealing people's spaceships and then abandoning them on Pipe Planet, uh, concrete slab Pipe Planet, <laughs> uh, Dave and I have both spent some time in museums. Uh, I went to a real museum. Dave went to a fi- fictional museum. Virtual, virtual reality. I put on, Dave I put on the glasses reality. from 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 uh, Johnny Mnemonic. Yes, and I <laughs> transported so into a virtual land of Atari uh, games. So in the in the past two weeks, uh, there was a new like anthology release for the game uh, Karataka which was sort of a precursor for Prince of Persia, but that game was the second installment in a series of these archival museum releases. Well, okay, so uh, technically it's the first of this new line. Atari yes. 50 is not Atari part 50, of that. It's not it's part its of the own, line? No. no, it's part of its it's its own thing published by Atari. This The, the Karataka one is part of the like gold video i forget what it's gold something, something yeah something series I thought they were, and karataka number one but it's the same it's the same developer and like the same presentation the same presentation it's digital same eclipse, yeah yes mm-hmm. yeah and like digital eclipse has done like fucking awesome archival releases before there's like the teenage mutant ninja turtles collection they did last mm-hmm. year for konami that is mm-hmm. incredible uh and but like this is different this is like atari 50 is a curated experience through the history of what was once one of the great companies in gaming. One of the first companies. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, it's it's cool. Uh, I think, like, Susan, I think you talked about it a bit on an old episode mm-hmm. of the show. And, like, it was always one that, like, it was in the back of my mind. Like, I gotta get to this sometime. And I finally picked up a copy on the Switch. Um... I haven't played Karataka. I've heard that, like, basically it takes the concept from this and, like, expands on it in incredible ways. It sounds Uh, amazing. So, like, I don't want to be super definitive, but I think that this might be the best compilation that I've played of games that I don't actually, like, enjoy all that much. It's like, it reminds me of... Like a few months ago when I watched the Bruce Lee box set, right? Where mm-hmm. it's like, like Bruce Lee, mammoth figure, hugely influential, like m- mega superstar, died after four movies. Like only one of those, like one and a half of those movies is actually good, right? Right. Like, and so like, but through watching the documentaries and through understanding like mm-hmm. the history at the time and like what's going on, you really understand like, oh, this guy was a star and, like, this was huge, like, blew open doors for so many people. And that's what Atari 50 feels like to me is, like, you're seeing, like, yeah, you can press the, like, when you turn the game on, you can press, like, the select button and just, here's a bunch of games. Go to, you play Asteroids. You can do whatever you fucking want. Play, play Millipede. Fine. Um, or you're initially presented with like the five different timelines, and like they're all focused around different aspects of the company's history. So, like, one is uh, arcade, one is the console history, one is um, PCs, one is uh, interestingly enough, it's like failures, and then one is like 90s and beyond. So, wait, so Jaguar escapes the failures section? 
<laughs> yeah, like I'm trying to where, remember exactly how how it breaks down. But yeah, like one of like because one of them like they they focus a little bit on like well this is like that you're seeing the decline of Atari. You're seeing like this is the game crash. You're seeing like like these are the games that came out. Um, the the thing that it, that sets Atari Fifty apart, and I imagine what like all like extends into Karatika, the making of Karatika, is context, right? Yeah. Like that's the thing. Like I've played a ton of compilations of games, and some are better than others. And sometimes, like you put, you get a compilation because like you really like the games in it. Um, but I would love to enjoy more compilations of games that I don't know about. But like unless you're going to make me care about them it's really hard to ca- like yeah. there you know like there's a wonder boy compilation like that sounds neat but like i got i have a mister like i could play all those games right, right? like, and, like are- there, there's a cool story to tell around stuff like yes that. like really cool story to tell and it but, like more than just like Atari- here's a just more than like here's a menu with some concept art right, right? like that right. whereas so the way that this works is like you you choose one of the sections the the i just started at the top and worked my way down and what it does is it presents a yearly timeline you start at the left you move right and each there's these little nodes along the pathway and they each provide little it's interesting like it's like there's like just enough text to be interesting but not enough to make you feel like oh i'm gonna fucking read a book report in each section like it's built like like a video like you know like look we realize you don't have a lot of time so like we you want to get to the game you want to look at something cool like we're not gonna we're just gonna give you enough information so you get something out of it and so you go along and there's like oh here's a here's an archival interview on like 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 a local television station with nolan bushnell from the 60s talking about we made pong it's gonna revolutionize video games and it's like two minute snippet and then you see an interview with like a bunch of like the one guy talking about how he found the first like there's a guy on a route that like deliver like a guy delivered uh units on this route and he's like yeah that's the guy he's selling he's selling like dozens of copies of computer space like let's go pick one up and so like getting to hear like the actual people who worked on these games and worked at this company providing context around these like significant moments in their history is really cool um but then isn't it also i remember you saying when you played it susan that like when you actually get to the games too that much like the text it's like here's a dollop of it yeah like it doesn't like belabor the point like you play a mm-hmm. little of the game right no you have the whole game you have the whole game but like isn't it like if you follow the timeline does it only play like do you only play it for like a little bit no mm-hmm. no, the, no the timeline no. is how you access the oh, game okay. so like All if right. you want to play things in chronological order or like yeah so so like yeah. you'll I, get to I asteroids yeah yeah. you'll get to asteroids and there'll be an op- like you can press the a button you can look at the box art and you can like rotate around and look at all the text and it's like really cool and then you press the button and you can play it and you can play the game like as it was you can set the dip switches to like whatever game mode you can play however long you want um or you just back out and then below many of the game most of the games not all but most there are either little additional interviews for with yep. context around it or there's like you can read the game manual or you can read like hey this was the advertising copy that atari sent to like distributors and arcade operators like why they would want to put this game in their store uh the like the sword quest games like you can read the full comic books and like okay. really high res 
Can I? Can I? Can I? Yeah. Okay. I have yeah. to confess something. Okay. So <laughs> I got that, and I was like, I'm like, okay, I'm finally gonna finish Sword Quest Earth, right? Because I yeah. had Sword Quest Earth when I was a kid, and I wanted to play, it, and I never did. Um. So I, I'm, and I'm reading the comic, and I realize it's missing a page. Oh no! no shit. Because I read it so obsessively. That's fine. And awesome. in fact, still have it. <gasps> so I, I, I text my buddy uh, uh, Dan Amrick, who yes, yeah, oh, but yeah. And I'm like, Dan, I really hate to tell you this, but the Sword Quest comic is is missing a page, and I sent him a picture of the page that's missing because I own it. And he's like, Yeah, we know. There's 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 some typos <laughs> in other places. It's all gonna get fixed in an update. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm embarrassed, but it's all gonna get fixed. I'm like, Okay, thank you. I, like, that's incredible. Like, Here's here's the thing, a that's fucking awesome and not a game crime because the like the ex- that is now like part of the history of the thing, like the preservation of it is like oh well the initial release is missing this little piece of it, mm-hmm. and that that adds to the sort of arc of telling the story of the artifact itself. That's fucking awesome. Yep. How cool. Yeah, I mean, like, so much of... I mean, you want to get into capitalism material theory, whatever, like, just the the way that so much of video games is presented is about mm-hmm. removing as much of the people out of the equation as possible, that it is just, yeah. I pick up game from store, I give you money, game work I play, I send to GameStop, end of journey. Right, like they're you. You forget completely that there there's stories behind all of this stuff, and the like them. One, I'm super impressed that they got the level of access that they did to yeah. both the the people behind the scenes who like like are still alive, uh, and to the company itself uh, because. Nintendo ain't gonna let it let fucking digital clubs do something like this to to have people. There's an interview with them where people are talking about doing drugs at the company, like because oh, yeah. the, the question oh, is like, yeah. did you do drugs? Like, because you always heard stories, and like some guys are like, no, we didn't do drugs in our apartment. It's like other guys, like, yeah. So I was, I was doing, I like, I, I did some cocaine, and I did like half a joint and some other like psychotropic drug that I'd never heard of before, and it was like midnight. <laughs> And a light went off, and I got this, like, oh, I got to write this idea down. Like, I'm going to solve it. And then the next morning, like, that's what went off to print. And we, like, that's how we built the, like, chips for something. And, like, the fact that Atari let that out, that, like, they have interviews with people who are like, yeah, this fucking company, like, to, like, like, like everyone shit talks Ray Kassar, because, like, he was, like, the, yeah. seat, the owner of the company, like, Nolan Bushnell, he, like, Ed, like pushed him out um took over and like just like no one had any nice things to say about that guy or just like talking about the mistakes they made with some designs or like yeah like the 5200 controller sucked it was an analog mm-hmm. joystick but it didn't it recenter wouldn't itself. yep so and everyone at the company's like this fucking sucks <laughs> Um, or the fact that like they 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 talked about like they wanted to put backwards compatibility in the new system and the higher ups are like no 
absolutely not because we want to resell cartridges and then two months before the system ships they're like you need to put backwards compatibility in the system so they have to devise this entire adapter that like oh it's so stupid looking and you can see like a high-res photo of it like zoom in this thing just like sitting on top like a fucking face hugger <laughs> so someone could put their 2600 cartridge in it it's just like the the level of just like frankness yeah. that they allowed into this product it's incredible like I, like def- you don't like video games never do this they never let themselves portray their company as capable of making mistakes the frankness and- is what's sad because it means that it will always feel incomplete unless you're doing like this singular thing like karateka like yeah. Karateka, like you're like, oh, I can go get like all the letters from Jordan Mechner's dad. Yeah. And, or, like about like writing the soundtrack. But like you look at Atari and it's like there are these pieces of that history missing. Like, you know, I. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like Empire Strikes Back. Like Empire Strikes Back for the 2600. It's not just another Atari game. Like that's the first Star Wars game that ever made. It was ever yeah. made. And it was like a a hump between you know like the crash and like the console's real heyday and you can't have that in there you can't have yeah you can't like versus predator they talk obliquely about et in like a video about the crash but you can't play et there's no activision game like they talk about like activision was the first third party uh, company but they can't like obvious reasons they can't include any activision games sadly there's only like other than that one archival interview there's only one video with nolan bushnell and it's with the like 25 year old ceo and it's like it's like it's yeah. neat to hear him talk about it but it's also like just like a weird kind of because it's like it's at the very end it's like five minutes and it's like i kind of wish that he was a part of it more even though he did get like kind of like he left the company pretty early yeah, by the, but by still the like it's required yeah. it's his baby you know like to hear him talk about like making pong like would have been cool um that's ultimate like ultimately my my only real gripe about it is i wish that it was more me me being the 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 dweeb that i am i wish that it actually like went deeper um yeah. so, like, so do the people who made it by oh, the way oh i'm absolutely certain exactly. yeah yeah just like because there are the the few videos that they have where they actually talk with the people who made the games about making the games are so few and far like they, there's one of like yars revenge like he talks yeah. about putting that together but like none of the other games really get that level of depth about like actually making the game and again yeah. like a lot of that is probably just like they didn't have time the person who made it isn't alive anymore <laughs> like like that's just that's a biggie is is the person is not alive yeah anymore. but and then also it's so much of it is a, a a non-zero number of it at least for the 2600 stuff is i had a deadline and i had to make something so yeah, yeah. that's what you got and and like that's fine like you don't like the the curation like Dave, you talking about the text and being like, "Oh, it's they know you're gonna be playing a video game, so it's not long." Like I, I think that like they should be applauded for picking and choosing, yeah, what to tell and like you know where to sort of drop out and like being like, "Well, what can we get access to and like what is the best story to tell?" Yeah, because 
I, I, I so badly wish that there were other companies that took that approach. Like, I don't know, man. Uh, I enjoyed playing Final Fantasy VI in the Pixel Remaster collection. Yeah. But I would have loved there to be something like this in there. Like, a little mm. bit more, you know? Yeah. And it's, like, you know, I like Digital Eclipse's Turtles collection is really fucking cool. I wish it had the the contextual threading that this does. Because there's so much of that material in there. But you really gotta kind of hunt for it. Like, you yeah. gotta... It's like, not, the, there's, no, there's no narrative there's gluing... No narrative gluing any of those games together it's just here's some games here's some stuff and like again like that's fine but like for a long time i've talked about like there needs to be a criterion of games you need someone Mm -hmm. to like to not only like curate an experience and to explain why this old stuff is important you need someone to like put in the work to give you that context more than just like here's just a bunch of fucking games and the the problem is like it just the video game business is fundamentally different than movies like like a movie company is not gonna like a lot of movie companies like sometimes like depending on the movie depending on who worked on the movie depending on what whatever cachet they have at like warner brothers or whatever there you like warner may maybe not now with zaslav in charge but like (laughs) there would have been a time when it's like okay well you know like enter the dragon has like its big 30th 40th anniversary edition we're gonna put out a blu-ray we're gonna make a whole bunch of bespoke documentary stuff for it we're gonna treat it as this big thing or this other company who's really good at doing that stuff like criterion like arrow uh on these other boutique labels that are popping up we'll just license them the movie and they can do that and they can put out this really nice thing with the book but like the thing with video games is like like occasionally you get that like with the turtles collection or whatever but yeah like square enix is not gonna license they're not gonna like digital clips is not gonna be able to go to square enix with the pitch deck and say we want to do this they're gonna they're, like, like maybe if they make bethesda. the right connection <laughs> but no yeah. like it's not like yeah or yeah not bethesda like not bethesda not any not not like microsoft's internal studios not 343 not especially fucking not sony like they would never let insomniac do this for ratchet and clank or Mm. hell like even their own label and it's a fucking bummer like it, it is it is yeah i'm glad that they're doing it i'm really yeah, I'm re- like the only reason why I haven't picked up the Chronica one yet is because I'm waiting for because like Limited Run announced that they were going to put out a physical release, and so I'm yeah. like, well, I'll just fucking get that because like whether I have a physical copy of the game or the like the special edition with whatever tchotchkes they put it is like like if like like Jeremy Parrish is like I want to write a book that goes along with this like I'm gonna want that so like I'm gonna wait for that so I don't like buy it twice. I but, mean, that's also I bought Atari physical finally because that's gonna go away. Yeah, like mm-hmm. that's good. They're not gonna keep that in. <laughs> yeah, um, but like, this is the closest for me that anyone has come to doing what I've wanted a video game to do with old games ever, ever, and it's it's gotten me to the point where like I don't care what games they put out on this like gold master line or whatever it's called. I'm gonna buy them all. Because I trust them that they're going to pick games that are worthy of inclusion and they're going to put the context around it that's going to make me give a shit about it. Like, I don't know about... I never... Like, I'm 
I my first experience with games, like I had an IBM compatible computer, but my parents didn't know about games, so I just kind of got whatever hand me downs that friends gave. But my first real gaming experience was a Nintendo Entertainment System. So like I don't know shit about Karatika. I didn't have Atari grown up. Like all that stuff's new to me. But I'm so excited to like to learn. And it's so much more interesting to actually get to pick up a thing and mess with it than just like read about a bunch of names and dates in a book. Like I read the what is it the um, the ultimate history of video games like ages ago when that came out. It was like the the bible of like the history of games for a long yeah, time. It was really good. Yeah, it's good. But also like if you don't know like what Yar's Revenge is or how it plays, like like that's like, true. Like I like I like it's cool that I'm learning this context about it, but it's also like I don't know what this game is, so like I can't put it's that also, mental yeah. image in my head. Yeah. But yeah. this I get to now. Yeah. It's it's an artifact in and of itself. Like it is so outdated and so you know, uh, like that shit ages really really quickly, unfortunately. Yeah. Um so cool thing is Digital Eclipse. Uh when Dan Amrick and Chris Kohler and the other folks who who are in charge of putting together these archival materials for something like Atari 50 or the uh Kawabunga collection from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles they always go to the same place. They there is Frank Cifaldi's Video Game Preservation Society, which is good for getting like magazines and stuff, but getting like actual old marketing materials and a lot of that archival footage from interviews and TV stuff. Mm-hmm. They go to the Strong Museum of Play in Rochester, New York, where their archives are and where the uh, the Video Game Hall of Fame is. Oh and yeah, so they, that's they're the ones that do that. Okay. Right. They're the ones that do that. And so that's where I was a week ago today. Uh and it was crazy when you Dave sent out like a note being like, "Yeah, I've been playing Atari 50." Cuz I was like, "Hey, I went to the place where they scanned the incomplete <laughs> copy of the Sword Quest com- comic because that's what they had there." Uh and it's a really, it's an incredible place. Like it is, uh, like a museum devoted to basically all, not just video games, but play itself. Like there are huge halls about different kinds of toys. There are like exhibits that are about like types of toys and why we find certain types of activity, uh, interesting. Like there's a whole area where there's like a replica of a house that is there to simulate what it felt like on the Titanic when it was falling over. Whoa. Right. Oh, neat. And it's, it's fucking wild guys. Cause you, you go inside and it looks like a room, but it is tilted. You are on an incline. And what happens immediately is if you're a child, you're like, Whoa, this is fun. But if you're a big boy, your limbic system is like, no, Oh no. <laughs> because what you're seeing isn't aligning with what gravity is doing to your insides. And it's like, here's why it's fun to spin in a circle. Here's why it's fun to go on amusement park rides, because this is what's happening to you fucking really interesting place uh for us like you walk in and when you go down one of the central halls just like tucked in a corner is one of the original 10 prong prototype machines that bushnell hacked together and was putting in bars when he gave the interview right really fucking cool um 
So I, I sent you guys a couple of pictures of some of the fun exhibits. Like you go upstairs, there's a giant fucking like case being like, Hey, here's the, is the guy. He made the Grim Fandango and the Psychonauts. You like him and his funny jokes. <laughs> and like, it's a weird thing to encounter that. And it's not like a GeoCities page that somebody made in 2005 and then they started a YouTube channel about it. Um, so you, the Video Game Hall of Fame, there's only a little bit of the, the public facing stuff. Like there is this incredible archive where they make things like the turtles collection and, and, and the Atari stuff. What is public facing is ultimately pretty small. Like you go upstairs, there are a few display banks where it's like, you know, here is like the nineties and there are all these like little, you know, placards talking about like the change of the PlayStation and, the N64 and there are magazines and there's a box copy of the Japanese import of the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time and there's just the 80s and there's a power pad and there's you know like um just like some really really thoughtful displays there is a local it, I it, highly doubt you guys remember this but right before all of us got like well Susan when you and I got shit canned at Games Radar mm. We were going to have a rapper named S who calls herself Samus. Oh, uh, no, I remember this. Yeah. yeah. You remember this? Samus yeah. was going to come out because she was local at the time. And like she was actually going to come to my house. We were going to stream together. We were going to yep. talk about like her career in Metroid. And they actually had like a display being like, here's this artist. Here's the history of the thing that inspired her. And like all of this Metroid ephemera. Like it's more than just. Um, you know, Metroid was a game. Some people yeah. liked it. <laughs> yeah, like they're like it, it's it's doing like the physical substantiation of that context we were talking about for Atari Fifty. It's wonderful. And then there is like a little arcade, like an actual arcade. There's Turtles eighty nine, and there's Alien Konami's Aliens, and there's Primal Rage and Street Fighter two, and there's you know, Space Harrier and Centipede and Donkey Kong, but then they have like the Fix It Felix replica machine that they made for Wreck It Ralph, like to sort of thread the story of what this thing was. And it was so, it was so odd to be divorced from like video game world on the internet. Yeah. Where there is this this never ending toxic really obsession with the past, and navel gazing and like, I, was I described it to my shrink uh, as like nostalgia is a very dangerous drug. Mm. You can you know the you like caffeine or alcohol. It's delightful in small quantities, but if you use it too much, it can be very bad for you and your body. And to go into this, well, isn't place the root of that word of like, 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 is it like something missing or so, like, like it's, yeah, it's a bad yeah. thing that it's referring it's to good. in the root word of it. I'm not like off the top of my head, I don't remember, but it like, yeah, not good. It, one of my favorite quotes of all time was a philosopher once. I can't remember his name. It's gonna drive me nuts. But it's uh, nostalgia is an inarticulate contempt for the future, and I think that that's 
overly harsh, but there's a lot of truth to that. And like to walk to walk through a hall and hear these sounds and be with somebody for whom it is new. Mm. Nostalgia is no longer a part of it. It is truly like a celebratory space. But I mean, it's, it's, it's very yeah, it's celebrating history. Like it's yes. like the yes. the work and craft and and evolution of a thing of things that people have made. But Dave, here's what's weird. It's ours. Yeah. And yeah. I've had plenty of experiences of going to other histories. I've been to I went to the Baseball Hall of Fame with my father before he died. I got to hear him wax philosophical about Mickey Mantle and Pete Rose and all of these things that, you know, with the passage of time had been the poison of commerce had been rendered inert. And now it was just the thing. And it was a, a you know, you could put it in its proper context through this celebratory window of a space. And it was like I got like really emotional. Like, and I, I will not lie. Like, I've, I've talked to you guys recently where it's like, you finish playing Tears of the Kingdom. It's like, do I fucking hate video games? <laughs> right? <laughs> do I, do I actually fucking hate video games? Is that what's happening? I, I had that experience after 16. It's like, did I ever like yeah. these games? <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Is like, something wrong like, with me or the game? I, I think I think all three of us have had a moment, at least this calendar year, where we were playing a game and we've all come away from it, be like, "Do I even want to do this anymore? Like, do I like yeah. video games?" <laughs> and like, all of a sudden, it was, it like it was like this tangible reminder, like this does matter, like there is a palpably human experience that is new and unique to this, and it is powerful and good. And like, like you know, my wife, my daughter, and I all walked up to a 1989 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game together and played it together. And I put a token in fucking Konami's Aliens, and I can still get through those first three stages without dying and needing to give it another quarter. And it felt awesome. And then, of course, it just like murders you because it's like <laughs> feed me another quarter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's that's how that shit was. Um. But it was also like, I was also talking to my shrink about this and she was like, well, how did that all make you feel? And I was like, I'll tell you how it made me feel. Felt, it made me feel potent and beautiful. And But there is a punch-out machine, like the original punch-out, 85 punch-out. Mighty Blow. Not, not, yeah, Mighty Blow, not Super Punch-Out. This like vector. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, I was three when that came out. I didn't like, I don't have some kind of nostalgia for the original punch out but the arcade i went to as a kid that like i longed for in state college pennsylvania playland had a punch out and a super punch out machine in the back room they were there they were part of the landscape it was an expected piece of the experience so like lyra's trying to play the fix it felix machine kate's playing uh, uh centipede and i'm like oh, i'll play punch out and I go over, and, like, the game is functioning. But I put a token in the little quarter slot, and it's, like, the quarter slot, like, that plastic is crumbling. Mm. Like, it is falling apart. And, like, 
it's not even doing that thing back in the day when it was like they hadn't greased it so it was like yeah, pushed in stuck it. yeah yeah it wasn't even doing that it was too loose it just wasn't registering anymore oh and it was this moment like all of this will go away all of it will be nothing i will be nothing they will be nothing why do video games matter because we're here they're there we're all here for this little window fucking steal the spaceship <laughs> press the off button listen to an atari developer talk about the fucking dmt he hit in the middle of the night and then woke up in the morning it was like i fucking got it haunted house it's gonna be great <laughs> googly eyes it's cool <laughs> there's nothing but black eyes just oh god all and of when, it. when you when you go up and down the stairs, it goes. Yep. Best best noises. Like like all the game crimes. Game crimes. Will be, they will be dust. They will all be dust at some point. And what we will have when we've forgotten that there was a game crime committed at all will be a fascinating artifact. For a little while, people will remember that we were here doing this, and it's fucking awesome and now i'm gonna think about it every single time i pick up something like atari 50 and i know that it was linked to that place and none of these are things not made by people all of it's made by people yep. all of it is all of it fucking matters they also had a hallway that was devoted to different genres of fiction there was a mystery house it's oh, a mystery house, fun. and you had to be a kid. You couldn't get into it as an adult because the fireplace—you could go behind it. You could like go into a false wall through the fireplace and look. Yeah, Susan. Susan looks very sad that she can't like do this experience. It's pretty small fireplace. You go behind Susan. You go behind the wall. Through the eyes cut out of a portrait, you can do the portrait. It was fucking tight. It was oh. tight as hell. Love that. Uh, I want to do that. Well, we'll all go together. We'll play the Johnny Mnemonic pinball machine. That's where <laughs> we'll, when we record the the continue podcast, uh, the continue podcast commentary track for Johnny Mnemonic. We'll do it from the Star oh, Museum of Play. God, it's wow! Right. That is the only way I will do a commentary <laughs> track for Johnny Mnemonic. But I've never seen it. I gotta, I gotta... That's a you problem. No. <laughs> you could fix that on your own black, time. Black and white cuts yeah. the only way to fly. It's like Tetsuo the Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I hear. He wanted that... to make it a black and white movie because it's very remnant. Like all of the like weird... I don't think like, that's gonna gear do it. looks like... I don't think that's like gonna... a Japanese horror movie. I don't know. First of yeah, all... I don't know. The original title was cooler. What was it? Was it? Br Bring me the head of Johnny Mnemonic. That's oh, that way rules. Cooler. That's way cooler. I would go see that. See? Johnny Mnemonic just sounded like two nineties. It was it's like so nineties. It's yeah. so nineties. Two nineties. Two nineties. Yeah. Was B. Takeshi uh, in that too? I'm trying to. Remember. I don't know. So, I forget who's in that movie. Anyway. I, just just Keanu is all I remember. Dave. What mm. game criminals? Game criminals. 
our oh, I have a whole, I have a whole list of game criminals. I'm ready list. to pull out. I got, yeah, they they got wanted posters up. Wanted They're for pay. Bury nice. me with my money. Um, <laughs> Patreon backers, patreon.com forward slash continue podcast. Um, any amount helps keep the show running. Uh, and if you subscribe $5 level, you get access to our discord and you get show a day earlier. But if you subscribe at the $10 level and above, uh, I read your name on the show, which I'm going to do right now. We've got special thanks to toast, Adam gauntlet, Michael coffee, Shirley L the fancy manatee Stormshot, Matthew Peters, Denton Brock, gluttony one of seven, Frank Sands, Tyler Nilsson, Shane Nilsson, Yaddle, Ryan Brady, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Christian Fisher, Skip Dippity, Canonical, Tom Coveney, and Nick Rubin. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, actually, no, wait. Fuck you, backers, because I definitely <laughs> used some of the money oh, that no. you guys gave me to buy Vampire Survivor <laughs> for Switch. And <laughs> fucking come on, man. I have to do other things. <laughs> that game's. At least the, the rounds are only 30 minutes long. At least, yeah. It, it, it not, ends. Not when you at play some seven point. in a row, Dave. Not when oh, you play okay. seven in a row. Again, again, that's, that's that sounds like a, that's a you problem. That's a me problem. That's how I'm going to watch Johnny Mnemonic, is I'll just put it on while I play Vampire Survivor. You, uh, you do the Johnny Mnemonic experience where you put your Switch in the like Labo VR headset and then put <laughs> Vampire Survivors uh, two inches in front of your eyeballs. There we go. Um, I don't think that would work. Uh, yeah, backers, your your money guarantees that the show gets hosted in perpetuity while we are all here on this mud ball we call Earth. Uh, mud ball. And it also funds purchases like the forty dollars I spent on Immortals. Uh, immortals. Uh, What's so funny is when you texted us about that. I was watching a movie called Immortals. Oh, really? <laughs> And so I was very confused for a moment. I'm like, first of all, this movie rules. I don't know what you're talking about. And then I put it together. I was like, oh, okay. He's playing that. Wait, so so you spent the money, the amount of money that game actually should have cost? Yes, for it. I did. Okay. And you know what? When you pay forty dollars and it stops talking, it's actually a delight. Uh, like like Bionic Commando on the Xbox 360. Boy, does it talk a lot. Um. Oh my god. Anyway, your backing dollars fund us, but more importantly, give the show to other people. Put this in other people's ear holes. Uh, actually, just go up to strangers and be like, yo, you listen to continue podcast? And then chase them when they try to get away from you. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at continue pod. Uh, Dave, where can people follow you? You can follow me on Twitter and the blue skies at David Robots, also letterboxed. Um, my weekly movie suggestion is The Man from Hong Kong. Uh, speaking of Bruce Lee, it would have been his next movie if he hadn't died. So they got Jimmy Wang Yu. Fine. But this is like... If you want to see George Lazenby get lit on fire, uh, this is the movie to do. It is ridiculous. Like, the the stunt work in this movie is unhinged. Like, I'm just imagining Bruce Lee driving like a Mad Max... like like fury down the road in this like roadster ramming people it's delightful delightful film george lazenby is in it he's man okay from hong kong. on fire yes man from hong kong yes he's on he, he he like actually they lit him on fire 
<laughs> they don't make movies like they used to. Susan, where can the folks follow you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Blue Sky. Susan aren't in both places. I also suggest you fish pocket this podcast. Just just drop it into people's <laughs> pockets. Just sneak up behind oh, them. Yeah. Just put it right Can you airdrop a podcast to strangers? Like, can you yeah, just, yeah. just go up to a random person and be like, hey, can I see your phone? Unlock your phone for me. It's gonna Give me your phone. Can, can, I just, can I just borrow your phone for a second? Can I just install? Get, yeah. Games on your phone? <laughs> you, can, you can live YouTube somebody. That's like you're just oh. real world YouTube them. Um, you can follow me at a John Agnello on Twitter and Blue Sky, uh, where I do stuff. As for us, everybody, we'll see you in two weeks. Farewell. Bye. Bye.